Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Are you being influenced? If you watched a blockbuster film in the last decade, then there's a chance it's been influenced by the Chinese Communist Party. Here's the reality. The CCP may be running the largest influence campaign in history. In Hollywood Takeover, brought to you by the Epic Times, investigative reporter Tiffany Meyer reveals how the CCP exerts control over some major studios. Don't miss the most important documentary about Hollywood yet. For a limited time, watch the first 10 minutes for free at hollywoodtakeover.com slash jesse. I know you're paying attention to global events. Wars bubbling up everywhere. Countries are buying and hoarding mass amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our heads in the sand either. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. 833-995-G-O-L-D. Jesse Kelly here. If you're in a situation where you feel threatened, instinct may drive you to reach for lethal means immediately. But we all want to avoid the irreversible consequences of deadly force. Enter the Berna Less Lethal Pistol Launcher, equipped with tear gas and kinetic ammo to incapacitate an attacker for up to 40 minutes. It's legal in all 50 states, requires no background checks, and can be shipped right to your door. Visit Berna.com slash Jesse now for an exclusive 10% discount. Newton Group Transfer. They are here to help you if you're stuck in a timeshare. These stories from people who have these timeshares and can't get out of them, they're shocking. These timeshare companies, not all of them, but so many, they get their hooks into you and you can't give them up. You can't give them up, or they'll, they'll do things like they charge you thousands of dollars. One girl, she got past her timeshare when her mother passed away. She gets past the timeshare, doesn't want the timeshare, doesn't use the timeshare. They tell her she can get out of it for $4,000. She has to come up with a $4,000 check. This is not right. It's unjust. And Newton Group Transfers is here to help you. If you are in a timeshare and want out or know someone who is, Call 888-845-3773. That's 888-84-JESSE. Or go to timesharejesse.com. Newton Group Transfer. They will help you out. Donald Trump. It's time to assess the post-Trump President Trump. Yeah, that's exactly how I wanted to say that. And see what this means for the GOP. Where are we going? Also, a retired general. He's going to investigate what happened at the Capitol, except he's part of the system. 
You'll find out tonight on I'm Right. The GOP has a problem. To put it mildly, they have a gigantic problem they can't overcome. And that problem is Donald Trump. And when I say GOP, believe me, I'm not saying the GOP has been ruined by Donald Trump. No, not at all. He's much more popular than they are, and frankly, deservedly so. I say the GOP, what I really mean is the establishment, Washington, D.C., politicians and pundits, they live, work, and worship in D.C., they have a real Trump problem. And this is not going to be some Trump worship segment. It's not going to be an anti-Trump segment, so just hang on to all that. We have to address Donald Trump now. We have to analyze Donald Trump now, the post-presidency Donald Trump, because the truth is this. He is not going away. Donald Trump is a publicity hound. That is just, that, that's, that's a fact. Donald Trump is immensely powerful. He has a gigantic following. He's by mile the most popular Republican in the United States of America. And this is not a man to be handed a bully pulpit and say, you know, I don't feel like using it. Oh, he's going to use it. He's going to be a kingmaker of some sorts going forward. He is going to be hugely influential going forward. And the Washington, D.C. GOP hates that. They don't want him to be. They want him to go away. They want him to shut up. But the truth is this. The Donald Trump we saw, picture this. Remember all the Donald Trump tweets, the Donald Trump news conferences, the name calling, the, the, the Donald Trump at his most brash, right? Whether you loved it or hated it. Remember that Donald Trump? What if, hear me out here. What if that was Trump holding back? What if that was the reserved version of Donald Trump? What if the post-presidency Donald Trump is a Donald Trump more unleashed? We have this quote right here from a person close to Trump saying, quote, if you're Trump, you don't got to play nice with these people anymore. You don't have to do the whole fake political thing where you pretend to like people you don't actually like. And look, we know what he's talking about. We saw that story that came out recently, Nikki Haley, who's had several, several public anti-Trump comments recently, tried to get a meeting supposedly with Donald Trump at Mar-a-Lago, and Donald Trump said, ah, busy. Actually, all booked up that morning. That's Donald Trump giving a very, very public stiff arm to somebody who really, really needs Donald Trump badly if she wants to achieve her dream of becoming president of the United States of America. And before I move on to the others here, McConnell and others for a second, let's just pause for a moment on Nikki Haley. I don't want to go off on this, but whether you love her or hate her, is there a human being in the United States of America with worse political instincts than Nikki Haley? If you want to be president of the United States of America, how are you so dumb that you publicly blast the most powerful and popular Republican in the country? Even if she hates him, that's fine. You don't have to sell out your principles. Just, just look, you ready for this, kids? Because this is going to help you your entire life, I promise you. Or if you can't do it, it's going to hurt you. You ready for this? Just, that's it. You see what I did there? Just shut up. Just don't say anything. Just be quiet. 
Very, very rarely in this life will you get yourself in trouble by not saying anything. You almost always get in trouble when you do this. She didn't have to make a single public anti-Trump comment. Even if she hates Wisconsin, she probably does. That's fine. She's allowed to have her opinion. If you want to be president of the United States, how are you that dumb? And then, of course, you try for a meeting because the next president, the next Republican nominee for president is dang sure going to have to have Donald Trump's seal of approval. And Donald Trump, like he said, doesn't have to play nice anymore. And I defend Trump for a lot of things. I criticize Donald Trump for a lot of things. The spending, you know, I hated it. His hiring and firing, indefensible, indefensibly bad. But I thought he was an outstanding president. There is something I'll defend him on, though. Donald Trump, there's no, there's no question about it. He did not understand what he was getting into when he started his presidency. He did not understand just how deep the rot within the system was. Just how many forces were aligned against anybody who was going to try to change the general direction of this country. That whole America first foreign policy thing, try to reduce the number of our troops in foreign countries thing, reduce the number of illegal immigrants and legal immigrants coming into the United States of America. These things are radically different than anything we've done. And Donald Trump, when he got elected, did not understand how much people were going to push back on that. And look, you know, I know basically everything. The show's called I'm Right. I didn't quite understand it either. I think he got a real, real, real education, though. Eric Trump says he did. There's no question he'll play a pivotal role in politics for a very long time to come. I really do believe he is the modern uh, Republican Party. Um, I do believe a lot of the people who didn't stand up, who didn't have backbone, I do believe that they're going to get primary guys. Um, I, you know, and I, I, by people who are supporters of him, but also by, by other people, to tell you the truth. I mean, I, th I think people don't want to see the party run away because, quite frankly, the old Republican Party is incapable of winning. I think my father showed the Republican Party you know how to win again he knows what he's doing uh he, he, he knows dc it's funny I, I remember going back to 2016 we didn't know a single thing about dc i think my father i'm not sure if my father had ever actually spent the night in washington dc before his first night in the white house or in the blair house you know the, the day before inauguration and now he knows his way around and he knows the players and he knows the good ones and the bad ones and um i think he'd be uh, certainly a force to be reckoned with oh he's gonna be a force to be reckoned with and some things you only learn from experience you do the truth is, Donald Trump was a great revealer. Whether you love him or hate him, it doesn't matter. He was a great revealer of the people within the system who are going to push back, who are going to react in extreme ways to any change at all. Any change at all. And look, like I've said, you don't have to kiss anybody's rear end you don't like. If you hate Donald Trump, fine, totally understandable, completely bombastic personality, never bothered me, but I get that it bothers people. You can hate Donald Trump, but here's one thing you cannot do. You cannot be vocally anti-Trump and lead the Republican Party. It simply will not happen. He's too popular. And you can dislike that, that's fine, but what I just said is a fact. That's not an opinion. I mean, there's all these rumors around that Donald Trump's going to start his own party. I don't think I believe that, but there are rumors around that. You want to know what Donald Trump's power is? Here's his hold on the GOP. Here's some poll numbers for you. 46% would leave the GOP to join a Trump party. That's almost half the Republicans in America would say bye and go join the Trump party. 
27% would stay if Trump formed a new party. Only one, picture that, only one quarter of the Republicans in America would stay if Trump formed a new party. 54% expressed stronger loyalty to Trump over the GOP. 42% said second impeachment made them support Trump more. That's a survey of 1,000 Trump voters via USA Today slash Suffolk University. And look, Donald Trump's not holding back anymore. Doesn't have to. It's a better life now. He's down in Florida. He's golfing. The wife is hitting up the spa. They're enjoying themselves. And Donald Trump, I got news for you. You see those crowds right there? You see that? Donald Trump's going to start holding rallies again. Probably not soon. He's probably going to take a little time, relax. I don't know that he's running. I have a hard time believing he will at his age. He's going to hold rallies. He's going to swing a big stick in the Republican Party going forward. And like, look, like they said, he's not holding back anymore on the players. Donald Trump and Mitch McConnell had a real uneasy alliance during his presidency. Mitch McConnell has felt perfectly comfortable afterwards taking some extreme shots at Trump. Trump is giving it back. The Republicans are soft. They only hit their own. Like Mitch, they hit their own. They don't hit. If he spent the same time hitting uh, Schumer and Biden, the Republicans would be much better off, that I can tell you. And why do we do that? Where is he wrong about that? There's nothing wrong with holding your own people accountable. There's nothing wrong with that at all. But you still have to understand these are your people, and we have much bigger fish to fry. Uh, we have communists to defeat here. And yet, the Republicans within Washington, D.C., the elected officials and the pundits, their main concern is that icky voting base. I wish they'd, I wish they'd shut up about being pro-life. Ew. We can't win on cultural issues, not at all. <laughs> Ew. That's how they look at us. That's how they look at you and me. That's why they lose. That's why they're going to keep losing. And I do think these guys are in trouble in primaries going forward. I really do. Finally, one more thing you need to understand. The system is not done being very, very, very afraid of Donald Trump. Of course, everybody knows they already kicked him off the social media platforms and whatnot. This is a representative from YouTube email to, or this is their email to Newsmax, letting them know the video of Donald Trump from Newsmax has been taken off. Quote, in accordance with our presidential election integrity policy, we removed this video from the Newsmax TV channel. We have clear community guidelines that govern what videos may stay on YouTube, and we enforce our community guidelines consistently, regardless of the speaker and without regard for political viewpoints. Of course, that's absurd. Nobody believes it. But Donald Trump, he's going to become this weird figurehead for the censored people on the right going forward. Over the next four years, the left, Joe Biden's people, all these commies, the big tech guys, they're going to spend the next four years shutting you up and shutting me up and you be quiet and you be quiet and you're not allowed to talk and you're not allowed to talk. And Donald Trump, remember, he's going to be the leader of that because he was one of the first. He's certainly the biggest. So there's going to be this weird alternate economy thing pop up with Donald Trump as the figurehead of the anti-censorship stuff. You watch, it's coming. It's going to be a fascinating time. I'm not going to tell you it's going to be a great time. It's not my job to put a big smiley face on the absolute mess we're in right now, but it's going to be fascinating. All that may have made you uncomfortable, 
but I'm right. Now, here's something else that might make you uncomfortable, and this hurts me to say. It hurts me to say. You have to quit dipping. Fellas, I'm talking to you. I've done it. I'm not judging you. There's not an ounce of judgment. I walked around with a can of it in my pocket for years in my life. Years. And I'm not going to be like, oh, you should hate it. It's gross. It's wonderful. I loved it. You got to stop. You know you got to stop. The only way I could stop is if I replaced it with something else. Well, what do you replace it with? Cigarettes? <laughs> Probably not a good call. Jake's Mint Chew. Jake's Mint Chew all natural, no tobacco, no nicotine, 11 great flavors, and they have these little CBD pouches, highly recommend you start there. Take it from me. Jake's Mint Chew will help you quit in a healthy way. Go to jakesmintchew.com. Use the promo code JESSE. That gets you 20% off. We'll be back. The system takes care of its own. How many times have you heard me say that? The system takes care of its own. And the system always locks shields against the threat to it. You have seen it time and time and time again. And it is important that not only we all wake up. You're probably woken up. You're sitting here watching my show. It's important you tell your family. You tell your friends. Wrap your mind around this. I want you to think about this for a moment. The Federal Bureau of Investigation. The federal law enforcement arm got caught red-handed intentionally falsifying information so they could obtain a FISA warrant to spy on not only a U.S. citizen, a private U.S. citizen, so they could obtain a FISA warrant to spy on a U.S. citizen who happened to be a political opponent of the President of the United States of America. That is the very definition of basically the worst crime you can possibly commit if you're in the federal government. The federal law enforcement arm going after you, going after me. And you know what the, the fallout for it was? One FBI lawyer got probation. You know what that is? That's the system taking care of its own, always, at all times. They protect its own. It protects its own from legal trouble. It makes sure its own always has enough money. You see these government bureaucrats, Janet Yellen and the others, moving right from their government post, off to give million-dollar speeches somewhere, and then right back into government when the Democrat gets in. But it's more than just the protection. It's more than just the cheddar cheese that comes with it. It's going after your enemies, too. Going after your political enemies. Have you seen this guy? Have you seen the uh, lieutenant general? He's an army lieutenant general. His name's Russell Honore. I don't know how to exactly say his name. He's the one leading the investigation into the failures on what happened at the Capitol. I think once this all get uncovered, there was some complicit actions at the Capitol Police. A police chief has been fired but now we need to look at a special investigation. Was he complicit along with the sergeant of arms in the House and the Senate? It gives appearance of complicity. They complied because they might have thought 45 was coming to the Capitol, and they gave way to the protesters who easily breached the Capitol. I think the problem starts, sir, with the fact that the Capitol Police uh, whether complicitly or ignorant in stupidity, 
did not call forward other agencies. I'm almost of the opinion there was some complicity going on here. That, uh, and I don't know what level. I don't think it's the officers on the ground. And there may be some of them that might be questioned by the police based on some of the reports. But the sergeant at arms in the House and in the Senate uh, and the Capitol Police Chief, they all should be fired. Man, those are some strong words. Strong words. This is the guy leading it. You want to know what this guy's social media history is? There's just a couple. Of, and think about how important a job this guy has. His job is to study all these failures, right? Well, here's his social media history. One, this is a tweet. Calls grow for a march on Washington to stop Trump's mail sabotage. You remember that whole idiotic mail conspiracy thing that only like the wingnuts wingnut bought into for longer than 30 seconds? Oh yeah, the guy leading the Capitol investigation, he was all in on it. This is another tweet. The census, the Supreme Court, and why the count is stopping early. The New York Times crying, dang shame, could guess Putin told guess Putin told the White House to stop the, the census, and I think we'll stop there with that one. It goes on and on and on. But you see what I mean? You and I have to adjust our thinking on something, and this is actually hard. It's hard to adjust your thinking in this way. You ready? All the people in charge are morons. And you don't like to think like that, right? Because that's why you have a nation. That's why you have a government, even ones you dislike. You like to think, well, you know, I mean, he's leading the investigation. He probably's probably sharp, right? I mean, that's, he's probably a Democrat, but he's a very sharp guy. No, all these people are idiots. They're all political hacks. They're all in it for themselves, for their money, for the political protection. None of these people are capable people. None of them are. They're all idiots. Maybe we should be grateful about that. Speaking of which, there's a book out there called when Harry Became Sally, the author of the book, oh, th this book was removed from Amazon. The author of the book says, quote, I hope you've already bought your copy because Amazon just removed my book when Harry became Sally, responding to the transgender moment from their cyber shelves. My other four books are still available for now. And this is a description of the book from Heritage's website. When Harry Became Sally tackles the most pressing and contested questions within the transgender debate. Can a boy be trapped in a girl's body? Can modern medicine reassign sex? Is our sex assigned to us in the first place? What is the most loving response to a person experiencing a conflicted sense of gender? What should our law say on matters of gender identity? Uh, it's not about this guy's book, but you know, I'm glad, glad a book was written. It's not even really about Amazon specifically censoring this guy's book. It's about this. Why are you forced to believe in sanity? Remember, I've told you this before, what the system is and how powerful the system is. Setting aside the trans stuff for a moment, if the system decided that the sky was green, you would initially say the first time you heard it, well, that's stupid, I'm looking up, the sky's blue. But then you'd have a thousand news stories about the sky being green. Did you know the sky is green? It's a new discovery. The sky is green. Sky is green. I bet you didn't hear the sky is green. You'd go to the movies and they'd mix it into various monologues in the movies about the sky being green. The sky is green. The sky is green. Did you hear the sky is green? 
Your kids are going to go to school, they go to class, the professors are talking about the sky's green. The Democrat politicians on the House floor are talking about the sky being green. Half the Republican sky is green. Your idiot pastor who buys into the white privilege stuff up there telling you, do you know that Jesus would have wanted you to believe the sky is green? In the end, you start wondering, am I the crazy person? A man cannot become a woman. A woman cannot become a man. You are as God made you. And don't you dare, don't you dare let the system shame you into believing a lie. You never have to believe a lie, ever. Don't let them do it to you. All right. Now, home title theft. Cybercrime is up 75%. 75. 75%. That's how bad it's gotten out there. So here's the deal. You need to get home title locked. You do. Your home title is vulnerable. It's probably your biggest financial vulnerability because they're going to take it and forge your signature on it and take a loan out against it, and they're going to wipe you out, but not if you have home title locked. They will sense any tampering and stop it immediately. Go to HomeTitleLock.com. Use the promo code RADIO. That'll get you 30 days for free. We'll be back. Joining me now, he is the political and sports writer for Outkick.com, Bobby Barak. Bobby, I saw this, and for some reason, I instantly thought of you guys over at Outkick. I saw Coca-Cola with a training seminar telling people to be less white. And the reason I thought of you guys is you are one of the very few in a part of the world right now that has gone hardcore, hardcore left. You're one of the very few who will speak out and actually tell the truth about things. When did this leftist takeover of everything, the corporate world, sports, when did this happen, dude? Because this seems like it happened yesterday. Yeah, Jesse, first of all, I appreciate you having me on. You know, it's been this way for as long as you go back, but you're right. It's never been this bad. And really when it all began in sports, especially Hollywood and Silicon Valley, when it went from left-leaning to far-left, we all know when it started. It was 2016 when Donald Trump won, because what that did, Jesse, is that was a defeat to the left. When they saw that, as much as they campaigned against Trump, they tried all the labels on Trump that they try on everybody in sports and in the media and Hollywood. They say racist, white supremacist, old-fashioned, inconsiderate, bigot. They did all that, and they lost to Trump. So for them, they had to sit back and say, if that didn't work, with our president, if we lost in that way, we better step it up in all the other influential industries. And that's why you see it. That's why you saw ESPN go so far left in 2016. That's why you see Hollywood, Netflix, Hulu, and all of them have such an interest in politics because they lost their way when Trump won. That was a defeat to them across the landscape. You know, I'm glad you brought up ESPN because this one, uh, this just for nostalgia reasons, this one's heartbreaking for me. They've completely lost their mind over there. And look, I grew up. You probably grew up watching ESPN Sports Center as a kid. That was that was appointment television. Me and my buddies get around. Let's catch the highlights. Now we have this guy Mark Jones uh, liking a tweet that wishes Rush Limbaugh to rot in hell on the day of his death. Another one from Mark uh, Mark Jones retweeting something calling Donald Trump a terrorist. What happened at ESPN? Did just a card-carrying communist take over? Is this a money thing? What happened? Jesse Kelly, um, 
Ben Shapiro often has this debate, the dumbest person on TV. You know, he might say it's Don Lemon or Chris, Chris Cuomo. If we consider Mark Jones, who I uh, deemed as ESPN's resident far left moron, he is the dumbest guy on TV anywhere. I mean, this guy, like my boss Clay put it so well, we at OutKick never call for anybody to be fired. We don't believe in cancel culture. But every once in a while, we do believe in people getting fired for just being so dumb. And that's what Mark Jones is. So I'll be able to read you a list. So this guy was liking tweets celebrating Rush Limbaugh's death as in five minutes after it was announced. He was liking and retweeting tweets about Nick Bosa suffering a career-threatening injury. Why, you might ask? Because Nick Bosa might have voted for Donald Trump. So Mark Jones is mine. This guy's career-threatening injury is worth celebrating. And then to top it all off, he claimed before the Army-Navy game, which ESPN had him call, that if police tried to escort him for safety, he would tell them to go away because they might shoot him. He said that the police at the Army-Navy game might try to shoot him dead. And then the picture surfaced, those same police that he deemed as racist murderers had helped him um, avoid traffic just two years ago and even found his wallet. The police were helping him, and now he's saying that these guys are murderers. So to back all this up, this guy celebrated Rush Limbaugh's death, celebrated a guy tearing his knee, shared tweets calling Trump a terrorist, and said that the police are trying to murder him without any evidence. And what has ESPN done? I've called them on every time this guy does this. They say, no comment. Then they promote the guy. What happened to the NBA? Is this just a money thing, as long as we're on the sports subject? Because, look, I'm not a huge NBA freak like I am NFL, but... I can't watch that anymore now after the whole China stuff. The, when did that happen? When did the NBA start this China shift? Because it was not like that at all when I was a kid. You never heard about it. That's 20, 25 years ago. Yeah, just in, and what's still great about this, the NBA really shifted in politics dating back to that time frame I talked about, 2016, when Trump took office. That's when they really embraced politics. And LeBron said that, you know, no one's going to support Trump. We're never going to go to the White House. He referred to him as that guy instead of his name. And then when that happened and it caused some backlash among other independent or conservative viewers, Laura Ingram famously said, shut up and dribble. And LeBron James and the NBA said that was racist. But when it comes to China and Chairman Tsai, they really do, quote unquote, shut up and dribble. They refuse to denounce the genocide in China. They refuse to denounce slave labor. And they just keep taking money from China. Jesse, they're not worried about what Americans think about them. They're worried about what Chinese, uh, the China companies think about them, which makes them shoes and make people like LeBron on pace to be the next athlete billionaire, one of the very few in history of American sports. That's thanks to China. Bobby, aren't these companies, because I, I get this question all the time, aren't these sports leagues, look, even if you're run by a bunch of nutball leftists or you love China or whatnot, aren't they worried about the American dollar too? Aren't they worried about American audiences leaving or American audiences not leaving? Are they still watching? Just you, you have to remember, and you know, from covering media, this is always what sticks, sticks out to me and so alarming. Decision makers at the highest level you would think their first objection, uh, um, objective would always be to make money, do what makes business sense. But Jesse, their first instinct is how is something going to 
react on a PR level? How is it going to be viewed on social media? And that's exactly what ESPN did. When ESPN makes a lineup change, they don't look at it as, is this person going to rate? Is this person going to resonate with their audience? We say, they look at it and say, well, when we announce this or we leak this story to the New York Times, how are people on Twitter going to view it? And that's exactly how the NBA does it. Like when they put Black Lives Matter on the court, they knew that Twitter and Facebook would say, thumbs up. You're supporting Black Lives Matter. They didn't care what the audience thought of that. And as we saw with the numbers, the finals dipped 57% year over year as a result. But the NBA thought, hey, we're getting a lot of retweets on Twitter. We're deemed the progressively. The NFL's deemed as racist. So they consider that a win. But business-wise, it was undoubtedly a major loss. Bobby Brock, Outkick.com. Thank you so much, my man. I appreciate you. Jesse, thanks for having me on. Yeah, it's always been interesting to me because even communists like money, right? But apparently they like to destroy more than they like money. It's it's just not a moneymaker. And dividing the country in two is not a long-term goal. Michael Jordan famously said long time ago when he was asked, you know, why he's not more involved in Democrat politics, he said, well, Republicans buy sneakers too. You can say that's not a principal position, but he was right. Who didn't worship Michael Jordan when they, were, when they were a kid? I sure did. Weird times we live in. But look, if you're tired of the culture you have now, you're tired of it going the wrong way, you know you can do something about it. It's called Mammoth Nation. Mammoth Nation allows you to get something for helping. I love best of both worlds scenarios. You see, here's how it works. When you become a member of Mammoth Nation, And I'm not telling you to do anything I haven't already done. I'm a lifetime member of Mammoth Nation. When you become a member, your money goes to people running for office who will actually fight what you want fought. They'll fight these contests, these culture wars you want fought. We're talking Second Amendment people, people you want there. But what do you get out of it? Discounts. Lots of discounts. More places than I can possibly list for you. You get discounts and you help your country. It's that great. Go to mammothnation.com slash jesse. That's mammothnation.com slash jesse. We'll be back. Well, school is an interesting thing in that it's pretty much the most important thing in the country right now. As I've argued a thousand times, if you're somebody on the right, libertarian, conservative, whatever you consider yourself, and you don't want huge changes to America's anti-American school system, then you're just moving the deck chairs around on the Titanic. That's all. You're not doing anything else beyond that. And my next guest has things to say about that. His name's Lenny McAllister. He's a senior fellow of the Commonwealth Foundation and also host of the Red and Black Show with our guy Jeff. Lenny, school choice, kind of important, something the Democrats really do not like. You know, this is something that I wrote about on Red State, Jesse, and again, thanks for having me. I talked about the fact that if there's going to be a gateway issue that's going to get more people to start coming back into the conservative fold, it's school choice. We have the moral high ground. We also know that if you're going to empower people to be economically self-sufficient, and again, we're trying to shrink government. We want people to be off the government dole and to be able to chase their dreams. That's the American dream. 
To be able to do that, they have to have a quality education. And the broken model of public education that we have seen for 100 years, if not longer in some older cities, is just outdated, has to go. We have to be innovative, but we got to get people on the right track. And the pandemic proved that once and for all. Lenny, why don't we already have it? Help me understand this. Because, look, I mean, obviously, Republicans, Democrats, Libertarians, a lot of these people are different. But for the most part, I would guess 80, 90 percent of the country would want their child to be able to go to a school of their choice. I mean, you probably couldn't find an issue that unites that many Americans. So why don't we have it? Here's the interesting thing, Jesse. Progressives get school choice. They generally make more money. They move the neighborhoods where they can go to the local public schools, use their tax dollars, use their property taxes, and get good schools. They just don't want poor people to have school choice, and disproportionately, they don't want black and brown Americans to have school choice. That's where this becomes toxic. That's where this becomes, dare I say, even moral and immoral and evil. And this is where we have to change it. There needs to be self-determination within education throughout the spectrum so that those that need to have that come up can find it for themselves in better schools. And it doesn't mean you get rid of all the local school districts, but you do tell the school districts you're going to compete, you're going to be innovative, or we're going to shrink your budgets, we're going to have to get rid of some jobs, and we're going to allow these kids to find self-sufficiency for generations that come to break generational poverty and make America truly great. Lenny, what does that mean, school choice? I mean, in practicality, what does it mean? As a parent, do I get my public taxpayer dollars back so I can send my kid to a private school? What, what does it look like? It depends on where you are. I mean, there are some, there are some systems that are fully voucherized, where basically they say, Jesse, here's the money you and your wife determine what's best for your family. There are other systems like, for example, public charter schools here in Pennsylvania, where you have a choice. You can either go to the local district school that's in your region, or you can move over and go over to a charter school and have that money follow your child. Now, there is where you find some of the brokenness. When you go to a public charter school, which, by the way, is still a public school, only 75% of the money in Pennsylvania follows the kids over to the charter school. The district still gets to hang on to about 25% of the money through over 20 deductions that they claim they have to keep. So in essence, the kids that are mostly disproportionately poor, black and brown and looking for school choice and needing it still have to move over with only three quarters of the money that's allocated to them by the state of Pennsylvania. You know, black and brown parents are people who want the best for their kids too. Why the disconnect? Why, why the disconnect between them and their elected representatives? I'm talking about in the big urban areas because I, I always view these things as more of a, a rural versus urban divide than skin color divide. I, I concur. And a lot of it is the same dynamic we see politically as well. It's because in these large urban areas, you see the big unions, you see the teachers unions, you see some of the education establishment with big money paying for a lot of these political campaigns on the left to ensure that these folks are able to stay in office. As a result, they're looking at who's greasing the wheels for the next election, not looking at what their constituents are actually asking for. It's the same thing that you find in other things, Jesse. You look at economic issues when you start talking about economic investment. Republicans and conservatives, generally speaking, have the better way to bring money back into communities with opportunity zones and the like. 
However, if you look at the voting patterns, it's usually for those that vote against those type of initiatives. What we're trying to use the, the pandemic for right now is to broker a new understanding that, look, you need to get what the community needs into law through committees, something that could be bipartisan. Education should not be a political issue. If we're going to compete with the Indians, the Chinese, and we're going to lead the global economy for years to come, we need American kids to get a better education and continue to be the innovators and leaders that we've been for decades now. Lenny, I, I would argue, I'm not putting words in your mouth, I would argue that people being aware of how horrible our education system is, that's a benefit of the last year, but it's one of the only benefits because this has been an absolute nightmare for small businesses, for poor people across the country. This coronavirus lockdown madness, man, it's killing us. It has been, but to your point, there are things that we can learn. There are lessons learned that we have to take out of it. And one of the things I'm gonna testify before the Pennsylvania House Education Committee tomorrow is the fact that innovation, flexibility, and responsiveness, that's how you get out of crises. Whether it's in education or economics or the like, you gotta have smart people coming around the table and leading for the common good. I think we have learned that over the last 12 months, and ideally we will have people, whether it's at the federal level, state level, or regionally, that will finally learn those lessons and apply them moving forward so that Americans can win, not necessarily just institutions, systems, or special interest groups. But how am I supposed to have any faith in that at all, Letty? How am I supposed to have any faith that the federal government is going to learn anything? These idiots never learn anything. They double and triple down on every bad thing they ever do. Because, Jesse, we're Americans, and we've seen these cycles go on and on before. We had the 70s before we had the Reagan 80s. We went through 9-11 before we had new security. We've seen these cycles back and forth throughout American history, and I have the faith that we can raise up a new generation of leaders I would purport that they're going to be on the right, that are going to have free market principles in mind, and be able to convince people to follow the pattern, whether it's in education or the economy, or even with criminal justice system and the like. It makes more sense to get more people involved in the system. That's how you have equality. That's how you have constitutional stability. That's how we move forward as a country. I believe that we can do it as a nation, not necessarily believing in one politician or another or in the institution of Congress, but in the American spirit and understanding that we always raise up leaders that can do it eventually. Lenny, I see the country balkanizing extremely right now. You have people fleeing these blue states to going to redder states, and God only knows what that's going to do to the redder states, but it seems like the country is going this way quickly. Is the news lying to me? Is it so? Well, I take that back. The news is always lying to me, but <laughs> am I being lied to about what I consume, or are we really going that way? We're going in that way. We definitely are. And I think there, there are people, I know President Biden keeps trying to tell us we're not as divided as we think we do. And it's like, well, you need to go walk down Main Street and in someplace other than your hometown. And you'll realize that, yes, people are more and more divided. We're living in different neighborhoods. We're starting to go to different churches. We're already been going to different schools. The schools have been resegregated for now for 30 to 40 years. We're living two different Americas. Now, it's going to take some type of political innovation and, dare I say, even inspiration to get us back together again. But, Jesse, you're correct. Right now, we're just seeing the world two completely different ways, and nobody wants to listen to the other. And I would dare say that the progressive left, more often than not, says, listen to us. We try to listen to them as conservatives, but when it's time to bring a conservative message, they shut us down. We have to change that dynamic so we're listening to each other in order to start leading in the right direction. America is a center-right country that wants the government to back off so they can be innovative. We have to get back to that.
So why are we still doing this, Lenny? If, if, if <laughs> Look, if we're going this way, we have separate values. I mean, I can take shots at the commies all day long, and I do on this show, but why are we still living together? Look, we don't get along, but we're just doing this for the kids? I, th I think in some instances maybe we are, but I think the kids, if you really look at it, Jesse, the kids are the rest of the world. You know, we don't need to be the police of the world, but we are the, the biggest economy. We are the baddest military, and we have always been the, the, the democratic force for good around the world. And when we leave that and leave that void, you end up leaving regimes such as China, North Korea, Iran, and others to fill that void. The world becomes a much more dangerous place. We don't necessarily have to be a bully everywhere, but just our presence alone makes a huge difference, and it has since World War II. In fact, we won multiple world wars because we were involved and we were the force for good. We cannot abandon that. Lenny McAllister, that was outstanding, man. Appreciate you. Thank you. God bless you all. Remember, we have an app. You don't have to be a slave to the television set in your, your room. We love when you watch on your TV, but there's an app right here. Your phone, your iPad. Just go to thefirsttv.com slash watch, thefirsttv.com slash watch. You find everything you need there. You can have me on demand. We'll be back. Fear of flying. That's a big thing people have out there, fear of flying. I have several friends who have it. Now, because I'm a sociopath, I don't necessarily have that fear of flying, but it's one of those phobias I totally understand. You are in a gigantic tube 30,000 feet above the earth, and if something goes wrong, you're not going to live. You're not going to live. So I get it. I totally get it. I don't have it, though. I just it never has bothered me at all. I sit down on a plane, open up a book, enjoy some peace and quiet for the first time unless the wife is sitting beside me. You know what it's like. I have to say, if I was on this United Airlines flight, though, I might develop a fear of flying. Mayday, Mayday, United uh, 28. United 328 Heavy, Mayday, Mayday aircraft. Uh... Yeah, 328 Heavy, say again, please, read all that again. Yeah, uh, United Denver, uh, departure United 328 Heavy Mayday aircraft uh, just experienced a engine failure, need a turn immediately. Yeah, 328 Heavy, left to right turn. Just, just picture that. Picture being in that seat. <laughs> what if you were already a nervous flyer anyway? But even if you weren't, just picture being in that seat. You know, you're looking over. You know, the waitress or, or stewardess, sorry. I'll have a cocktail. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> All right. I'll see you tomorrow. Your holster is way more important than you think it is. It's just way more important than you think it is. What, look, and I get that. The holster's not the sexy part of carrying firearms, right? You want to talk about your weapon and your ammunition. You, you want to talk about your safety training. You want to talk about how you did at the range. Oh, look at my groups. I was doing these failure drills today. And all that stuff's really important. I mean, really, really important. I'm not discounting that. But I've known so many people who do all those things. They take all the necessary steps, and then they carry with a holster they bought from a big box hunting store that was made a thousand at a time. Please, don't put your life in one of those holsters. 
you need to trust Northwest retention systems because it's all custom made gear. It's the only thing I carry around. NWRetention.com. That's NWRetention.com. Use the promo code JESSE. Get you 10% off. Hollywood is under siege from external forces. The same Hollywood that sold the American dream is now making nightmares a reality. Many major films make choices to appease the Chinese Communist Party to be distributed in China. Join Tiffany Meyer, an investigative reporter in Hollywood Takeover. Brought to you by the Epic Times, where she reveals how the CCP exerts control over some major studios. Don't miss the most important documentary about Hollywood yet. For a limited time, watch the first 10 minutes for free at hollywoodtakeover.com slash jesse. Since 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been committed to improving the lives of America's veterans, first responders, and their families. For over 20 years, the foundation has helped America keep its solemn promise to never forget. Tunnel to Towers provides mortgage-free homes to Gold Star families and the families of fallen first responders with young children, builds specifically adapted smart homes for catastrophically injured veterans, and is working to eradicate veteran homelessness. David Marshall served in the Army during World War II and fought in the Battle of the Bulge. He has never forgotten the sacrifices of his comrades nor the efforts of first responders on 9-11 and in the days and months that followed. He is a loyal and proud foundation donor. Tunnel to Towers is committed to supporting veterans, first responders, and their families, and so many of them need your help. Join the foundation on its mission to do good and never forget. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. If you are an accredited investor, U.S. oil and gas should be part of your investment portfolio. Visit LabradorEnergy.com. Beyond the possibility to invest in a sector that historically delivers sound returns, when you invest with Labrador Energy, you may be able to structure your investment to offset active or passive income. According to many sources, U.S. oil and gas drilling remains one of the best tax-advantaged income investments available. Visit LabradorEnergy.com. You may be able to reduce your tax liability while investing in a sector that historically delivers sound returns. Learn more at LabradorEnergy.com today. Offer for accredited investors only. Past performance is no indication of future results. Investing involves risk. Consult your legal, tax, and financial advisors and read the prospectus before making any investment decisions. Visit LabradorEnergy.com for the prospectus and more information. Jesse Kelly here. If you're in a situation where you feel threatened, instinct may drive you to reach for lethal means immediately. But we all want to avoid the irreversible consequences of deadly force. Enter the Berna Less Lethal Pistol Launcher, equipped with tear gas and kinetic ammo to incapacitate an attacker for up to 40 minutes. It's legal in all 50 states, requires no background checks, and can be shipped right to your door. Visit Berna.com slash Jesse now for an exclusive 10% discount.